Hello and welcome to The Next Year in Payments, a podcast series brought to you by Linklaters. The security of internet payments and online banking is a huge issue for the payments industry. New rules about authenticating the identity of customers were intended to help the industry meet a higher standard of protection. But implementing those strong customer authentication rules has been difficult for the industry, causing concerns that up to a third of online shopping transactions might fail. I'm Paul Harris and I'm joined today by Olivia Murphy to discuss how we got here and what the next 12 months are likely to bring for strong customer authentication. Thanks Paul. Strong customer authentication is a concept that was introduced under the second payment services directive or PSD2 for short. In a nutshell, SCA involves authenticating online transactions or electronic payments by using at least two out of three methods of identification. The first is knowledge, for example a password, The second is possession, like a code sent to a mobile phone. And the third is something inherent to the payment service user, like their fingerprint. Two out of these three are required to authenticate your identity. The two factors which are used must be from different categories. So, for example, one couldn't use a PIN and a password, as they both fall within the knowledge category. However, a combination of a PIN plus a code sent to a payer's mobile would be okay, because that's one knowledge and one possession factor. In order to maintain security over a person's authentication details, a breach of one of the factors, for example a password being found out, mustn't be able to compromise the reliability of the other factors. If it sounds onerous, that's because it is, and intentionally so, because it's all about preventing fraud. That's right. Debit and credit card payments have increased hugely in the last few years, accounting for up to £800 billion worth of UK spending in 2018. Perhaps unsurprisingly, Losses to consumers caused by payment fraud have also been steadily increasing. Last year, for example, unauthorised financial fraud losses across payment cards, remote banking and cheques are estimated to have totaled nearly £850 million, and that's an increase of 16% in just one year. There is also an increasing number of people who access their banking services online, either through an online portal directly with their banking provider or through an app. Some of these apps will link to a user's payment accounts and let them view their transaction history and balance, whilst others will allow people to make payments from a nominated payment account. So with one eye on the changing ways in which people manage their finances and pay for things, SCA obligations are intended to reduce the level of potential fraud that is linked to non-cash payment methods and online banking. Unsurprisingly, due to the potential impact on customer journeys that SCA will impose, implementing its requirements is a significant focus of not only those who provide payment services, but also merchants who rely on electronic and remote payments and who don't want the new rules to adversely impact how they sell to the public. It's probably worth reiterating that the circumstances in which SCA applies are broad. It covers payments on the internet and app-based merchants, accessing your account details online and transferring money to third parties. It even applies to in-person sales where a customer uses their debit or credit card to pay for an item in a shop. Although it's also important to point out that there are exemptions from having to apply SCA. And we know payment service and technology providers have been doing a lot of work to build systems which identify and process payments in a way which takes account of whether an exemption applies, so that SCA is not required. Exactly. There are a number of exemptions which are set out in detailed technical standards. For example, travel cards such as Oyster cards and payment terminals in car parks won't necessarily be caught nor will certain low-value transactions or recurring payments. Direct debits are also outside of the SCA requirements, but as you mentioned, 
payment service providers will have to assess whether an exemption is available for certain types of payment so that SCA does not need to be applied. That's right, because in practice, applying SCA is going to mean operational changes and changes to the customer journey, including ensuring the IT underpinning the payments process can accommodate the required steps under SCA. And even though many car providers and banks have already been using authentication systems such as 3DS, use of these systems hasn't been mandatory. But under SCA, unless an exemption is available, SCA for types of payment transactions will become the default. And the higher the number of steps in a payment journey, the more worried merchants become about securing sales. Before we dive into what we expect to see in the coming year, it's probably helpful if I give a little background as to how we got to where we are today. The idea of strong customer authentication in Europe was formally set out by the European Central Bank back in January 2013 in response to concerns about the potential for rising fraud rates as well as chargebacks levied against merchants. The ECB published recommendations which were then taken up by the European Commission who proposed requirements around strong customer authentication in what has now become PSD2. PSD2 came into force in January 2018 but the main requirements around strong customer authentication were always due to come into force at a later date. And so in March 2018, regulatory technical standards on strong customer authentication were finalised, giving firms 18 months to comply. This meant that strong customer authentication was due to come into force on the 14th of September 2019. But even though the deadline has been and gone, it's not the case that all firms are complying with strong customer authentication, is it? In short, no. Many merchants and payment service providers were not ready in time as a result of the complexity involved in implementing the requirements. And so the European authorities agreed to a period of non-enforcement for payment service providers. This is meant to give firms more time to implement SCA properly without the fear of regulatory sanction. And it started with an opinion released by the European Banking Authority in June this year. The EBA emphasised that the legal application date for SCA could not be changed. However, they acknowledged the complexity of the payments markets and the challenge the industry has in implementing SCA. So the EBA gave regulators the option of providing additional time to allow for SCA migration. And in the UK, the FCA took up the option to give firms that additional time for implementation. This means that for online banking, SCA obligations must be implemented by the 14th of March 2020. So account information service providers and payment initiation service providers need to have migrated to SCA compliant services by this date. The bigger concern has been with online shopping and e-commerce, i.e. the ability of consumers to continue to be able to buy goods and services online and the ability of merchants to continue to sell. The FCA has given the industry until March 2021 to implement SCA. However, this is all on the proviso that firms demonstrate they are actively working towards compliant implementation. And in that regard, the FCA requested that UK Finance, an industry body, draft a plan to implement SCA for card-not-present transactions for e-commerce. The plan proposes a rollout of compliant SCA solutions, which include two strategic paths. One path is a biometric and mobile app, and another is a one-time password combined with behavioural biometrics, such as keystrokes and spending data. The FCA has also written to firms explaining that the commitment not to take enforcement action only applies where firms can demonstrate that they have taken the necessary steps to comply with the UK finance plan, which is to deliver SCA by March 2021. But it's not clear what evidence the FCA will want to see from individual firms that they are complying with this plan. Confusingly, the EBA has since released another opinion 
which sets the end of next year as the deadline for all SCA migration plans. That's a deadline which is three months earlier than the FCA's proposed extension. The FCA hasn't yet provided a public response to the EBA opinion that set that earlier deadline. No, and the EBA opinion which gave the deadline actually called on national regulators to stick to the deadline of the 31st of December 2020. I suppose the other important point to note is that, strictly speaking, strong customer authentication has applied since September. Technically, SCA applies today. It's just the FCA and other regulators are not taking action for non-compliance. But payment service providers can't just press pause for now. The extension is conditional on providers meeting certain milestones during the extension period. For example, by the end of this year, regulators must require payment service providers to do three things. Firstly, identify the authentication approaches that they currently use. Secondly, divide those approaches into those that work under SCA and those that aren't compliant. And thirdly, provide plans for expedited migration of any non-compliant approaches. And the EBA has made it clear that the liability regime under Article 74 of PSD2 applies without any delay. Therefore, issuing and acquiring providers are liable for unauthorised payment transactions, which is effectively another way for the regulators to try and to speed up compliance as much as possible. However, the issue seems not to be that the industry doesn't want to comply, it's more that it simply isn't ready, with the tech and operational changes taking longer than policymakers imagined. Yes, there have been reports that insisting on the September 2019 deadline could have led to failure of 30% of UK online shopping transactions. Awareness of the new rules is one issue. A Mastercard survey conducted in December 2018 found that only one quarter of European merchants were even aware of the new regulation. But we are seeing more payment service providers communicating the changes to interested stakeholders. I think we would expect to see further comms in 2020 as full implementation gets close so that merchants and customers alike are aware of the changes. Another issue is that businesses remain concerned about the impact on customer experience. A report by the Emerging Payments Association found that three out of four issuers expect SCA to lead initially to a decline in user experience. Over half say that too much friction is being applied, and merchants in particular are worried about rising levels of online customer attrition. That is increasing levels of customers who put things in their online basket, but then do not complete a purchase. And in terms of operational concerns, a particular problem is that those service providers who want to use mobile phones as part of the authentication process may have problems in parts of the country where mobile phone network coverage is sparse and will need to consider whether any authentication method is potentially discriminatory against those who do not have mobile phones or find them difficult to use. The clear message is that there is still work to do in 2020 to be SEA compliant and we will see all stakeholders working together to implement SEA in line with the plans outlined by UK Finance, with the FCA closely monitoring progress. However, when talking about what we expect, it is hard not to mention Brexit. As, as the SCA requirements already apply, they will form part of UK law on exit day. In the event of a no-deal Brexit, the FCA will make sure that its rulebook is changed to retain a UK version of the SCA technical standards. Essentially, on exit day, the SCA requirements in the UK will be the same as that in the EU. But in the longer term, there could be scope for the UK requirements to start to diverge from the EU. It looks like it is still full steam ahead for the UK then, and our time is almost up. Certainly the next year is going to be a busy one as SCA migration plans are implemented. And we, as users of payment services, 
are going to start to see the impact of the major technical and operational changes that the industry is putting in place, including changes to our checkout experience when we're buying things online. Yeah, I agree. I would just add that, as we mentioned, the rest of the obligations imposed under PSD2 are already in force, including the liability regime. So the industry has a vested interest in complying with SCA, and so we may see progress well before the end of next year. Anyway, as Olivia says, that's it from us for today. We hope you enjoyed this Linklaters podcast. Do get in touch with us if you have any questions about strong customer authentication and how it might impact your business. In the meantime, join us again tomorrow. And until then, thank you for listening and goodbye.